0: Hello? Are you ready for this? Tres, dos, uno. Here we go. How do you say here we go? Hi, I'm Elmo.
1: Apparently. <laughs> and you're listening to You're My
0: Best Friend with two of my best friends, Marcia, Fly Slaughter, and Rebecca.
1: I have an answer for everything. I should have been a lawyer.
0: You're just a confused person. This is very true. I know, in the jar, in the jar. Uh, I got it.
1: Welcome to You're My Best Friend, a podcast about life, friendship,
0: and love. And love. Why are you saying it like that?
1: And tacos. I don't know. All right. I don't know. Uh, my name is Ruben J. And
0: I'm Moxie Ann.
1: And today's episode of You're My Best Friend is a very, very, very special-
0: Coming to you, specially. That I I just wanted to say it a different way.
1: <laughs> I'm not even going to say nothing. Uh, you
0: literally <laughs> just said something.
1: Because uh, you were giving up on me. Um. <laughs> So today we are doing... That
0: was the wrong button. Oh, come on, man. (laughs) Uh... (laughs) I just reached across the table and tried to push the dollar in the jar button, but it didn't work. And
1: you made the laugh track go off right as I told the joke, so yeah. hey, it worked. It worked uh, for me. Great. Um, I was like, wow, she knows which one's the laugh, the laugh track. <laughs> I was very impressed. Uh, today's episode of You're My Best Friend is going to be an interesting episode. It's going to be different than what we normally do. So it's We're one. off... We're, we're not in season. We're in off season right now. Yeah. We're recording this uh, currently as we're both single mm-hmm. uh, by the time this comes out.
0: we. We will still both be single, probably. You might be dating someone.
1: I might be dating somebody. Maybe
0: I might be alone still. Most likely. Probably.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'm kind of. I'm kind of betting on the fact that you're probably going to be single at least until next summer.
0: You think? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I I wouldn't bet against you on that. I need some time to appreciate this.
1: Yeah. Well, hey, that's, this is awesome. Like <laughs> that's one of the things that we're going to talk about here today. Uh, this is called. The friend zone.
0: The friend zone.
1: Which is weird because we're not talking about the friend zone, we're talking about relationships, but I just wanted to call it the friend zone because it kind of goes with the name of a podcast. Is it
0: because we're in the friend zone with each other? No. Oh, okay.
1: I don't think either of us are in the friend zone with each other. Then what are we? We're friends. Yeah. With no romantic interest whatsoever.
0: So friend zone. No. Technically speaking. Technically.
1: The friend zone is when one of the two people wants to be in a relationship with the other person.
0: No, no. I think the friend zone can exist without that intent. No. Okay. Well, we can then agree to disagree. Fr- then it's just a friendship. Okay. Cool. Well, so we're we're not gonna kiss then. <laughs>
1: <laughs> maybe maybe on New Year's. Oh uh, no!
0: <laughs> I will be in Georgia. So. <laughs> really? Yeah. Why? Uh, reasons. Okay.
1: Uh, according to Urban Dictionary, uh, oh, good. The friend zone a particularly <laughs> aggravating metaphorical place that people end up in when they are interested in, uh in only when someone they are interested in only wants to be friends it is impossible to get over someone while in the friend zone because as friends you still see them too often for them to be erased from your memory and yet you cannot
0: I would with disagree them. with that I have been friend zoned by so many guys and still been friends with them and seen them regularly and it just goes away after a while It does go away after a while Yeah um so many guys maybe I shouldn't talk about my track record here. It's kind of sad.
1: Maybe we should look at the common denominator.
0: Mm, no.
1: Uh, so we're going to talk about uh, some, po- some podcast. <laughs> we are here. We've gathered you here to talk about our podcast. Oh my gosh. I uh, no, we're gonna talk about some relationship stuff and we're going to, we're going to get into the nitty gritty, the
0: nitty gritty
1: of, of love life and tacos.
0: Yes. <laughs> so we'll be right back after this break.
1: Who said you can throw the commercial? I did. You're not the executive producer.
0: I am the associate producer. No, you're not. I am the co-host. Yes, I am. (laughs) We'll be right back. (laughs) And we're back. Welcome back to You're My Best Friend, a podcast about love. Let's talk about love. (laughs) Can I press the button?
1: Please? Dollar in the jar. Thank you. you didn't press it though.
0: <laughs> so we reached out to you a well, while well, we're back. Not,
1: we're not gonna go there yet. We're, we're not? No. We're gonna Come start on, man. We're gonna start with, with with you and I. Okay. And we're gonna talk about You
0: and I, I. Dollar in the Jar. Thank you.
1: I think you do that when you get tired.
0: I sing. Yeah,
1: and it's just your like instinct, uh your fallback. Yeah. It's your crutch. I'm sorry uh it's annoying please stop um but we're gonna talk about dating as where we are right now okay and i want to know stuff about your dating life <laughs> and you can feel free to ask Do about really? my dating life well i mean in particular there's things in particular that i that i need to ask about
0: okay and, and i want to
1: get your opinions on
0: okay
1: and vice versa i hope okay i hope yeah um so this will be a fun episode, and then at the end of the episode, we'll we'll, we'll go to the questions. Uh, we'll answer some of your questions. I'm uh, excited
0: to answer these questions. So am I. Yeah.
1: So am, am I. I. <laughs> <laughs> that was weird.
0: So let's talk about,
1: uh, you know, you were in a long relationship. Several, actually. Well, but I'm talking about, like, recently. Yeah. Uh, that you got out of. Yeah. Um, I don't want to ask about any mistakes that you made during that relationship, but... If there was one thing you learned from being in a very long committed relationship mm-hmm. that your your now single self appreciates more than anything, or isn't going to, or like, I guess the question is, if you learn something from your 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 committed life uh, that makes you appreciate your singleness more,
0: I you know, I've I've learned so many things. Um, I, I think that's a really difficult question. Wow.
1: I asked the good questions. Yeah, me.
0: I know. When you first started asking that, I was like an answer popped into my head immediately. And then you changed it. Um.
1: As my good friend, Roddy Ray Piper says, when you think you got the answers, I change the questions. <laughs> <laughs> I almost messed up his own saying.
0: One thing that I learned in my dating life, I think I learned how to love someone. Mm. Um, I, and, and your singleness. Yeah, no, honestly, like I, I have this, I love to date my, uh, uh, close friends Um, it, that sounds weird there's an episode of friends where Joey hears from Chandler like Joey sees oh, yeah. Chandler and Monica <laughs> and he's like they're dating spoiler alert Um, not like it's been out it's been for a long time years, yeah. yeah Um, Chandler and Monica are dating and Joey is like how, how are you guys you have such a good relationship how is this happening and Chandler goes well we were friends before we started dating that's gotta be it and then Joey goes around to all of his existing friends and says
1: no no, no slightly different Is, he goes he starts hitting on Rachel
0: yeah because he saw her first, so, he
1: saw her first. <laughs> yeah no uh, let's get it right uh,
0: so so what I I like dating someone who I've been friends with for some time um, and that has been the case for the two serious relationships that I've been in it seemed to work out well um, and I am a weird emotional person being that I don't have a ton of real emotions like I think very logically. I think reasonably. And if something doesn't make sense, it doesn't happen. And I don't tend to feel a lot of things like genuinely get overwhelmed by feelings. Um, In my last relationship, I had a certainty that I was in love. I knew that I was in love. And even still, I have to remind myself consistently, no, this was real. You felt something and that changed your life. Um, And knowing how to really love someone and how to learn about who they are as a person and, and take that knowledge and, and apply that to the way I treat them in the future and apply that to the relationship. That's really taught me a lot about my friendships. Um, And that's something that served me really well in my single life.
1: That's, that's an interesting thing. Um, So what you're saying (laughs) is if somebody wants to date you, you got to be your friend first.
0: If they want to be my lover.
1: You got to be my friend. Yeah. We're changing the words up yeah,
0: there. Basically.
1: <laughs> okay. That's yeah. That's weird, but. Uh, it is weird. But it's fine. Yeah. Um, so. In,
0: in, I don't really know another way to do it. That sounded wrong.
1: <laughs> so. Uh, okay, cool. So, so people have to be. I think that I personally believe, and this is just kind of my. My thing, and it's not. This isn't the rule across the board. It's it, it's something that I think people should keep in mind uh, as they begin to seriously begin dating for long term yeah. future. And I, and I, first of all, I think if if you're if you're gonna date somebody, date for
0: marriage
1: longevity for marriage. Yeah, um, but at the same time. You know, I want to put it out there. I think that people who are friends first and good friends first who start dating uh, will make a better couple Yeah. than people who get into a whirlwind relationship Yeah. and somehow end up together for a long time.
0: Well, you learn a lot about your friends. I mean, you learn how to work with people. You learn their... You, when you're friends with someone, you learn everything about them. You don't just see like this... Uh, this pretty version of themselves that they want you to see, which is what happens a lot of times when people start dating after they've just met each other. I mean, people tend to hide their flaws, especially from someone who they really care about their opinion. With your friends, like, I mean, if you're being real with your friends, if you have good relationships with them, they see the good and the bad. They're there for your, your highs and your lows. And- yeah. That's something that's really good for a relationship to be built upon.
1: And there's importance to that, too, because you, you'll find yourself in a situation where, you know, uh, tragedy happens. Yeah. You know, and you want your significant other to be able to, to keep things calm when your world is yeah. upside down. And it's important to see that in a real... Because, you know, as friends... You know, as an example, you and I, you know, when things go bad for me, you see my true reaction. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to sit here and try to hide uh, my actual reaction from you, especially when you're trying to help, you know? Yeah. And if, you know, translate that into a different relationship between two people who are friends uh, and one of them is like, I want to date my friend. And they can see that true reaction they, that helps them make that decision. Yeah, if this is somebody who I can see myself with in a relationship, yeah, or if it's or if it's just a physical attraction, yeah, you know. Um, one thing that I've learned in my years of dating—how many years? Uh, about a year and a half. Cool. Uh, to, <laughs> to be honest, uh, you know, it's, it's been a while since I've been in a in a, in a serious relationship, uh, but I learned pretty young to have the time available to invest in that relationship. Mm, with that's people. really important um, because when you're 22 and you are getting a job for the first time or getting multiple jobs for the first time, you know right out of getting a degree and you're trying to build your career, and you're doing everything.
0: I somehow feel like this is aimed at me.
1: It's not. It just happens to be very <laughs> coincidental that, that, that you happen to be 22 and also just got a degree and also got multiple jobs. But I'm not talking about you directly. Uh-huh. Um, I'm talking about people just in general or when you're 25.
0: Well, that is why I'm still single.
1: Yeah. I, mean, I have no time. It's a, a, a big thing because I tend, in my experience, if you're dating somebody who. There's, there's different personality types, obviously, and you know that, and, and you've talked about that ad nauseum uh, in our in our off-air off life.
0: You realize ad nauseum doesn't mean until you're nauseated, right?
1: No, I actually don't know what it means, <laughs> but, but I've heard it said before. Um, nice. but, but Anyway, uh, but I, I've learned that if you're in a relationship with somebody who doesn't necessarily need that time investment, as a, a high priority because they're also busy, then those two relationships that relationship could work out. You yeah. just be very busy people who also happen to date, and if it happens to be that you and that person have to sit down once a week and sync calendars and make sure to plan your date nights, that that could work. But if you're somebody. Who is so busy that you have to plan your date nights weeks in advance, and you're dating somebody who just needs uh, that, yeah, emotional, that emotional connection with you constantly? They're going to look for that emotional connection someplace else. Yeah. You know, and that's a
0: recipe for disaster. It's
1: a recipe for disaster. It really is. So if you don't have the time to invest in a relationship, especially with somebody who needs that investment, don't get in a relationship with them.
0: Well, and part of that too is also making sure that you have the same priorities in life. Yeah, absolutely. That is something that I have taken out of my last relationship. Um, just like you have to prioritize your beliefs the same way. Uh, you can't be unequally yoked and you have to prioritize your goals in life the same way, because if those aren't aligned, the, uh, the other person, I mean, love languages differ. And, uh, ways of showing affection differ and people are always going to get offended or hurt or something because of the way you live your life um to minimize that as, as much as possible um you you know if I prioritize my career and I'm dating someone who prioritizes time in relationship like I am going to be pursuing my career wholeheartedly and I want somebody who's cheering me on. If I'm with somebody who prioritizes time with their girlfriend, they are going to not cheer me on, like they will for a time because it's the right thing to do, but eventually they're gonna get upset that I'm not prioritizing time spent with them and eventually that will turn into bitterness and then they'll get upset with me and I'll say, well, I don't understand, why Why aren't you proud of me? And then I'll start to get hurt because they are not proud of me. You need to have somebody who's on the same page.
1: Exactly. And and I think, you know, an even more tangible uh, aspect of that is when it comes down to like children. Yeah.
0: Oh, especially. Yeah.
1: Especially children. You know, if you're dating somebody who is 100% opposed to having children and you're somebody who's like, no, I want to have children someday. Like that's not going to work out. Don't do that. It's going to become, it's going to become a point of contention in your relationship. And that comes, that also comes down to your beliefs in finances. Yeah. You know, if you're, if you're a saver and you like to save your money and you want to make sure that your financial future is taken care of and that you have four or five investment accounts and an account that's for for emergency fund and account for your, you know, when your car breaks down and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And the person that you're dating is somebody who you know spends all their money on toys and gadgets and going out and traveling, uh, that's not going to work either. No, you know because at the end of the day, your priorities, your foundation, and and the biggest fight in relationships always comes back down to finances. Yeah, you know that's a, it's the number one cause oh. for divorce.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I, I mean, it is statistically speaking. It's it's the number one cause for divorce is finances. Whether it's you don't have enough of it. Or you don't believe in the same uh, spending principles and and or you don't believe in um, the uh, you, you don't believe in how you save your money. And it becomes um, it becomes a, it becomes a problem if you're not lined up financially as well. Yeah. Um, and, and it's a big thing, especially when you know, at some point your bank accounts are going to be joined together yeah, and your assets are going to be dependent on each other.
0: You need that trust. You need the I'm ability sure. to, to know that when you're putting your literally your life in the hands of somebody else, that they're going to do with it, what you would do.
1: Yeah. And, and you have an interesting rule about prenups. <laughs>
0: That's not a rule. That's just this genius idea that I came up with like six months into being single that I thought was a really genius idea, and then it turned out it wasn't. It's not a bad idea. It's not a good idea.
1: It's just a, depending on the way that you decide to bring it up.
0: Should we? Should we talk about my list? Your list. I have a list. Sorry,
1: I just I didn't even <laughs> talk into the microphone on that one. <laughs> Your list.
0: Yeah, I have a list. Uh, no, I mean. I mean, the list is sort of getting old now. No, but okay. So about six months ago, I had this like brilliant idea really that, um, if, if, uh, people get upset by prenups, like you get engaged and you are, you have a. A difference in finances or something like that or backing or whatever and somebody says I want a prenup and then there's this whole thing of like oh my gosh you don't trust me why don't you trust me we're engaged you need to trust me so like you people get upset about prenups because they're pre- they're presented to them at the wrong time so what if you start dating and you say when you get serious you say well I don't trust you yet <laughs> that's fair I feel like this would only work with me and like Maybe one other very logical person. You just say, or illogical person. Yeah. Or you say, like, oh, well, I mean, logically speaking, we don't trust each other yet. So we're not offended by this. And I also have a very strong love for contracts and keeping people safe in writing, because I think that that is like a way to show love, is making sure that everybody is safe and everybody's covered. So, yeah, that was my genius idea. Anybody I've told this idea to does not think it's genius.
1: No, I don't think it's genius. I think there's a certain level of, and I think when you are in a business like music, yeah, or uh, writing or anything where you have intellectual property, yeah, that's more than just how much money you have in the bank, yeah. Uh, I think it's important to protect those assets.
0: Well, and contracts p- contracts keep people safe in my in my experience. Well, but here is the,
1: the thing: yes, contracts do keep people safe, but I think calling something because because people. Conceptualize prenups as a plan B yeah which it's not it's just protecting the assets that you have that are important to you
0: that's like saying having life insurance is a plan b <laughs>
1: kind of I mean yeah but it, I mean it is in a sense but yeah but when it comes down to it it's like okay I do believe that there's a, there's a certain level of hey um my life before we got married Is important to me. Yeah. The work, you know, especially you as a singer songwriter, like you should be able to own your music. uh, And that shouldn't be taken away from you because the marriage didn't work out. Yeah. You know, Um, for me, the company that I own, that I built before I met my potential future wife. um,
0: When did you meet her again?
1: I haven't. Ah, cool. Uh, I mean... Technically speaking, I may have met a potential wife multiple times in my life. Hmm. Um, whether they know that or not, <laughs> different so story. So then
0: I have a question for you. Do well, you? Can, we,
1: can I finish what I was saying real quick?
0: <sighs> Fine.
1: Um, well, th- you know, the, the asset that I have, for example, the, another example is your parents' business. You know, if they pass that down to you, your future husband doesn't have a right to that. Something, Something that was built before you met him. Yeah. You know, and so, but I also am a big believer of, you know, day one, the two of you guys got together, got married, day one starts. Yeah, and everything you, is. And if you guys make a million dollars together and get divorced, he has the right to the 50% of that. And yeah. And vice versa.
0: I, I get tired of this whole, she gets 80%, he gets 20%. Like 50, 50. That's how a relationship is. Regardless of who did the messing up, there were, it, it's both of you. It's. Takes you know, two to tango. Yes, it does.
1: So what's your question?
0: Um, do you believe that a person can have like- Or
1: the one best friend?
0: No, 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 no. Do you th- do you think that soulmates are a thing? Or do you think, like, do you think that we are predestined to be with one person? Or do you think that we can make it work with anyone? Because that's something that I think everyone thinks mm. about at some point. You know,
1: I, I think that, I think you can be soulmates with somebody- in a non-romantic way as well.
0: Oh, I definitely have non-romantic soulmates. Yeah.
1: You know, I think there's just people who are destined to be friends together. Yeah. You know? Um, so, so so in respect, yeah, I do believe in soulmates in that respect. Okay. I don't believe that you will always end up with your soulmate. Mm. Um, but I, I think that your soulmate will end up in your life some way.
0: I think that some of the best relationships have come out of, like, non-soulmates like, yeah. we, we have a very romanticized view of relationships in today's modern age.
1: I, I, let me just also cl- clarify. I do believe in lobsters, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> I do believe that everyone has their lobster.
0: <laughs> I I look, I'm a big history buff, and one of the things that I've spent a lot of time reading about is, like, 15th century monarchs, and they always ended up in arranged marriages. But I've read about arranged marriages in other scenarios, and I think... Personally, if we were still in a society that allowed for that, um, I think that an arranged marriage would actually be really good because then you have a very realistic view of it. You're stuck together and you have to figure things out and learn how to compromise and learn how to love each other regardless. And people like regardless of... Or how, get
1: murdered in the process. Yeah,
0: or that. No, no, but people go into relationships thinking I need to feel feelings and I need to be in love with this person. And if I'm not desperately in love a hundred percent of the time, it's, he's not the one.
1: Let me ask you something. Okay. Because this is a podcast is what we do. Cool. Um, my my mom was very old school,
0: mm-hmm.
1: very old school, and she didn't believe that when you're in a relationship with somebody, that you should continue being friends with somebody of the opposite gender of you. Mm. Um, that's a good question. And so, my question to you is: Do you think that's a valid point?
0: I would say it is with caveats. So there are many men in my life who- Many men.
1: (laughs) Many, 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 many men. It's off.
0: Dang it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, There are many men in my life who, uh, not in an insulting way, but I would never see that way. And it's because I have such good friends with them, uh, friendship with them. Um, one of the other things that I learned in my last relationship is uh, a relationship is never worth losing a friendship. Um, I lost my best friend, and I like one of one of my best friends. I lost one of my best friends because
1: are we talking about who I think you're talking about?
0: Yeah, I lost my best friend when I lost my last relationship, um, and. I will forever regret losing that friendship. And to me, the relationship was wonderful. um, And it was so worth it. But if there was any way I could have hung on to that friendship, I would have. And I have so many guys in my life who I would never risk a relationship with because the friendship is so valuable to me. Um, and, And also... <laughs> <laughs> that's not. That's not like friend zoning someone. That's not a nice way to friend. Z- I'm that's legitimately literally a
1: friend zone.
0: I'm legitimately saying that. Like seriously. See, I think that's a. It's co- not, I think that's a cop out though. It's not. But so it's not you, worth
1: it. No, I think here's the thing. I think that if you are that good of friends with somebody before you get into a romantic relationship with them, if there's a chemistry, if it's one thing where it's like you're. F- you're trying to force it and there isn't the chemistry there. That's one thing. But if well, it, there, you
0: can have chemistry with anyone, if you try hard enough.
1: No, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's true. Yeah, it is. I don't, I don't think that's true. Chemically. It's true. I don't think that's true. Um, I'm, I'm talking about a romantic chemistry. Um, because, but there's, you know, I'm talking about like trying to force a romantic relationship with somebody just because you're friends. You know, there's a difference where like, if, if there is that chemistry where it's like, okay, it's, we both feel a certain way. Let's see how it goes. You date and it doesn't fall, you know, and it, it, Ross and Rachel. That's all I can say. Ross and Rachel, they were friends <laughs> after they got off. You know, they, they went through the their rough patch, but they became friends again. You know, Joey and Rachel, <laughs> you know, I mean, that was awkward. Oh, you haven't gotten there yet. No, have I you? haven't. Oh man. Oh Whoops. really? did you get that part yet Melody? the joey and rachel oh my gosh oh, i just ruined, I, just ruined friends for I can't you. wait to
0: see that um okay the ori- your original question
1: yes i forgot it already.
0: uh it was should you not be friends with the opposite sex when you're in a relationship oh
1: yeah yeah, yeah. let's get back to that um, get back on that
0: friendships are so meaningful and it's totally a case by case basis. So like you, I, if I'm in a relationship and somebody tells me to stop being friends with you, uh, no, they're gone because (laughs) you have been so impactful in my life. You've been there for me when I needed it most. And you are an incredible friend. And I don't know what I would do without you. And lots
1: of great stuff probably, (laughs)
0: but I can, you like friendship does not, we are gender fluid. This is 2019. Um, friendship is not uh, con- confined by the roles of gender. And if well, I can I, be I, friends I, with you without it interfering in my relationship, then yes. If there's someone who it's interfering with my relationship and my own mental state, or it's making my significant other jealous and it's like seriously impacting our relationship, then then no, it's not worth it. But it's a case-by-case basis, I think.
1: Well, my... My, uh, my best friend is a female and we have, (laughs) we have discussed the, uh, what would happen if I eventually get into a serious relationship because Mm -hmm. it's been very clear in her relationships that, uh, when it comes down to picking between me or her boyfriend, she will fight tooth and nail for me good which is which is weird in one aspect because I'm like if it's going to work out though it's going to you know like you guys will figure it out but you know
0: that's she, how it should be though
1: she's she straight up asked me like hey so what happens if your future wife doesn't like me and I'm like Bye. I'm like tough <laughs> yeah you know because there's certain people who um who I, I you know no matter how how badly my my future wife feels about them unless of course you know it came down to a point where it's like if it was if there was a serious concern there yeah. Then that, 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 if
0: there's a valid concern that needs to be addressed, yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. If it's somebody I, I used to date or something, I probably won't hang out with them as, as often.
0: Yeah. In my last relationship, I, I'm still friends with uh, the first guy that I dated my first boyfriend. Um, and I mean, we still, we hang out occasionally. He invited me over the other day cause I, I miss his mom and I want to go <laughs> see her. But um, I was friends with him when I was dating my last boyfriend and that was totally fine. Like, he was comfortable with that. My first boyfriend was comfortable with that. I, it was a little awkward at first, but everybody kinda got used to it and everybody got along.
1: Yeah, but he also I don't think they were ever in the same room together. Yeah, they were. I don't Yeah. Well, yeah okay, I don't I wasn't there then.
0: Uh we were we went to the beach one time in Huntington and I actually invited him and he came to the mall with us. It was like early on. Let's go to the mall. It was early on in our relationship That's too. Weird. That's yeah. Weird. No, and then there were a couple of parties where they were at the same place. It was, it was cool. Actually, it was really cool.
1: That's interesting. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I believe that if you're, if, if, especially if it's somebody who you've been friends with for a long time, you definitely, you definitely have to define that friendship still. Yeah. You know? Uh, Oh, definitely. I told you at one point, um, when you were engaged, shortly well, after you got engaged, I said, you know, we're not going to be able to hang out like we, we have in the past.
0: Did you tell me that? Yeah. You did? Well, in
1: particular, I told you, I, I told you like once you get married, I don't think I'll be able to take you to get tacos anymore. Oh. You remember that? No. Yeah. I told you straight
0: up. Well, that's not happening when I do actually get married. You know that, right?
1: I I refuse to take another man's wife out for tacos.
0: Um, if he's got an issue with that.
1: I have an issue with it.
0: Why do you have an issue with that? It's
1: just not something that I would do. I don't. Why? Feel, I don't feel comfortable doing that.
0: It's not going to compromise my relationship. Well,
1: it may, it may not, but I- per- I mean, we won't
0: go out for tacos as
1: much as we do now. Well, definitely, for sure. Uh, I think somebody just went, ah aw- <laughs> outside of the studio. <laughs> um, I, I think there's a certain level- uh, There's certain things that you just stop doing um, with certain people once they're married. You know? <laughs> that sounds so- I
0: know. Bad um, out of context. I, don't, I don't think so
1: now I wouldn't be a I personally wouldn't be opposed to like hey you know your husband and I and you should go out to dinner
0: well okay I have a metaphorical scenario here what if that was the case if I got married and you and like every time we would go out for tacos it turned into all three of us going out for tacos or like if you were married, all four of us. And then, and and it ended up with us just like planning, because assuming we still have the podcast at that point, <laughs> it, it ended up with just us planning the podcast or planning a music video or planning a tour or something like that and the other person or other two people just kind of like sitting there and not having a good time or it was really difficult for us to schedule things because our spouses have really busy schedules and eventually it just made more sense for the two of us to go get tacos together and and both of our significant others were fine with that would you be okay with that
1: i, I still don't, i don't think i'd be i still don't think i'd be comfortable with that
0: even out of a practical standpoint
1: yeah even if it was practical
0: hmm.
1: I just there's just certain things that that change once you're married you know, like there, there's certain like certain people at my church who, um, got married and have been in a very happy relationship. Who I don't text anymore.
0: Hmm. Well, yeah, I understand you that. You
1: know, and and we were really good friends five, six, seven years ago. Yeah. You know, we were great friends to the point where we spent one summer together and you know essentially driving up and down you know yeah. Orange County. Yeah. You know, but now I never text them. There are- and it's not because, but I, I'll call him and ask him whatever I need to talk, you know, talk about. I just feel like that's inappropriate for me to be texting another man's wife.
0: But there are people that I couldn't imagine not like you, like if, if I got a text from you or Matt or Brandon hey, or, yo Matt. Hey, yo Matt, or like, or Spencer or some, like, you know, if I got a text from somebody wanting to talk or wanting help or something like that, I couldn't imagine not having that and not being able to be there for them just because I'm yeah, married.
1: And I think it feels, I think it's just, and maybe it just might be with that particular person, but it's different. So that's an interesting thing. So let me ask you this, um, because I, I know your stance on, uh, being sexually active. Yes. Pre marriage. Yeah. My
0: stance is, uh, no, Yeah, that is my stance. That's,
1: that's for you personally. I'm very much on that same level.
0: Most Christians are.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't think that, that I think if you're a non-believing person, I don't think you, I don't think the same standard applies to you. I think that for long-term longevity and happiness, that that might be a practice that should come back into like general society of like, I would agree not putting out. Yeah. But let's just, let's break this down for the people who don't believe the way that we, you and I do. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, do do you believe that there should be a rule? Like should, should people have a rule in their life where they're not get like they, they say, uh, for example, I tell my friends who don't believe the same thing that, that you and I believe that if you really want to see if that significant other just wants to have sex with you and move on or actually wants to be in a relationship with you, it's a three month rule.
0: So three months without
1: three months until that's even on the table.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, coming from me, the longer the better, because then you re- <laughs> yeah, you it actually is. find shut up. <laughs> you find out if they're actually there for the long haul. I have so many friends who uh, I I know. Would you
1: would you apply that to kissing as well?
0: Uh, yes. Okay. I yeah. I was one of the few homeschoolers who had a vow that I was going to save my first kiss for marriage, and then you. Yeah, my first kiss was actually awesome. We'll talk about that another time. No, we won't. Um, no, I, I I, gave away my first kiss because I, there was a very good reason that I thought I was going to marry the guy that, that I gave it to. Um, I'll tell you later. But I, I would say the longer you wait, the better, because you learn more about the person that you're with, and you learn if you actually want to do something that you have the potential to regret in the future. <laughs> um kissing is so normal in our society today that I feel like most people don't even like it's kissing. Like I went out with a guy a couple months back and he mentioned that he doesn't kiss on the first date, which implies that people do kiss on the first date. Um,
1: I know people who do more than that on the first date.
0: Yikes. (laughs) Big yikes. Um, I, the longer you wait to have sex, the better because when you have sex with someone, you get chemicals in your brain that bind you to them. And you get a haze, you get a love fog, you get whatever you want to call it. Like you are not thinking rationally at that point. You are thinking like a person in love and a person who has been chemically binded to that person.
1: You know what's funny, Nikki uh, Nikki Glaser said yeah. something very similar on a on a podcast recently, where she talked about how um, no matter how casual the sex was or the yeah. hookup was, that for whatever reason her brain still thought of that person as somebody that they, that she wanted to make a baby with. Yeah. You know, so it's an interesting thing. Um,
0: well, and that's, that's especially something for females. But um, when you, yeah, cause,
1: cause I feel like for, for guys, um, first of all, let me just give, uh, girls an insight thought to the way to the way most guys work. Okay. The way most guys work, it's, she's hot i want to screw her and then it's another notch in my belt yeah and it's you know because guys are naturally um they nat- they're natural hunters in a sense <laughs> you know and in the sense just just follow this here in a second I'm, I'm with you you know there's a reason why guys are, are generally much more competitive than than girls just in general just just across the board and, and that's not a tried and true rule across the board, but just generally guys are going to be a lot more competitive than girls. And when it comes down to it, guys are competing with each other at the same time to hook up with as many girls as possible. Yeah. You know, and every now and then there's girls that you meet where you're just like, Oh, I don't want to have sex with this person just to have sex with them. I want to have sex with them because I love them. Yeah. You know? And for girls, my advice has always been if you, I I say three month minimum, you know, and if they're willing to wait three months before they, you know, start wanting to hook up with you and have sex with you, that means they're probably there because they actually like you. Yeah. Well,
0: <laughs> and that gives you time to fall in love with the person. Sex has been so degraded in today's culture. So casual. It's so casual. Well, and the other thing is I was raised with a very biblical view of sex and a very relationship based view. I, I love the way that I was brought up learning about it. Um, but sex i was taught should be about the other person and about loving them because sex is an expression of the love that you have for that person it i mean literally sex is the physical act of a feeling and when you can,
1: ha- we, can we stop making eye contact i'm
0: sorry i'm so sorry when you when you <laughs> now i'm just like looking at a bookcase no. dead on um when you have sex with someone um that moment is you making it about them and the reverse is true too they are making it about you should be it should that's the way it should be and it should be that way because you love them so much when you have casual sex with someone you don't love that person sex is all about you and that makes for bad sex like there's a reason yeah there's
1: a reason why women complain about stuff that we're not gonna get into that well
0: and not only that there have been a lot of studies done that find that uh couples in monogamous long-term relationships have way better sex that this is like this is a lot of studies have come out especially recently with the upsurge of casual sex in our society um monogamous couples have better long-term sex than people who are just going out and finding flings let me
1: i read a headline i didn't read the article um uh, mainly because i'd didn't want that on my work computer (laughs) (laughs) nice but i read an article that said uh something along the lines like for the hookup culture we're the loneliest generation yeah you know and it's weird because if you think about it people think that if you're having lots of sex that means you're having a lot of connection
0: it means you're having a lot of broken connection
1: which means what it really means is you're being used yeah you know and i'm not disclaimer we're not slut shaming
0: like, no, 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 like, not at all. Like if you like, want to go and go have, live your life. Yeah, exactly.
1: If you want to go have sex with 50,000 guys, like that's on you. Just use protection, be safe about it, be smart about it. Be safe. You know, like don't. And if you
0: think you can handle that, then go for it. Have fun. But Yeah, you
1: you do you, girl. You
0: but <laughs> there are a lot of, there are a
1: lot. I want to say this right now. If you are somebody, because I know a lot of girls who use sex as a way to feel like they're accepted. Yeah. Um. It's there's a, there's so much better for you. Yeah. There's so much better for you. You are worth you. so much more. And exactly if a if a guy isn't willing to put the work in to eventually one day, you know, show you this is going to sound really weird, but to win the prize, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, 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 like relationships are, are marriage. Like, not that it's, your it's
0: virginity a, is a prize. It, that's, yeah, that's not what I'm saying yeah.
1: in like in, in the technical term, but I'm putting it in a way that makes a little bit more sense because in a sense it's like relationships is like a race, you know, yeah. and it's like a race to the finish line and the finish line, uh, in some, and one aspect for one race is, is getting married and having that night together, Yeah, you know, and sex has always been at a core about building the next generation and repopulating the earth. Not about, you know, Oh, I'm lonely. I'm horny. You know? Yeah. Who can I hook up with?
0: I have an urge. Let's fill that.
1: Yeah. And that's so, but, but again, if you feel like that's, if you're somebody who feels like that's all, that, that's the only way that you're going to get a guy to fall for you. Mm. Number one, it's not going to work. No. And number two, there's a guy out there who's going to show you that you're worth way more than that.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, you just, tell him, Ruben. Just, just be patient. <laughs> I have so many female friends in my life that, that seek that kind of validation because yeah. of whatever they, one of the early relationships became all about that, yeah. you know, or their dad wasn't around or whatever the situation is. And they're just looking yeah. for validation yeah. in that respect. When it comes like bottom line, you're worth more than your vagina. Mm-hmm. Let me just put it in a way that's Amen. blunt. <laughs> um, Can I get a hallelujah? Let's, let's, uh, let's, talk. we might
0: have to call this episode. Let's talk about sex.
1: <laughs> I mean, it turned into that. The friend zone uh, slash.
0: Let's, let's talk, talk about, about sex. Uh,
1: <sighs> let, let's jump into commercial. All right. When we uh, come back, I hope I pray to God <laughs> that Spreaker puts a condom
0: commercial. <laughs> Please, John. (laughs) Uh,
1: I also hope that my new bosses don't listen. (laughs)
0: Hey, I think this is good.
1: Yeah, it is. It's good. It's really good. It's great. And I think it's something that needs to be heard. Um, And
0: I'm actually really glad that we get to have this kind of an honest conversation about this because I have really unconventional views about sex and I'm glad that we're getting the chance to explain those.
1: Yeah. And and I'm just, I'm
0: traditional, not unconventional. Yeah. yeah, I was going
1: to say you're much more traditional, Um, but to close this out before we go to commercial, there's there's somebody out there that's going to make you that's gonna fulfill your needs.
0: That may or may not be your soulmate.
1: That may or may not be your soulmates, go to commercial.
0: But you should keep your soulmates regardless of if they're a boy or a girl. Or gender fluid, because it is twenty nineteen.
1: You're a dude. I'm a dude. We'll <laughs> <laughs> be right back. <laughs> Moxie we're pack.
0: Um <laughs> that was interesting
1: <laughs> I want to apologize to your grandparents
0: no this is good We, I think they'll be proud I of your so. stance and, you. and,
1: and the woman that you are um, <laughs> but maybe this might be an episode that you tell your grandparents not to listen to
0: yeah we might need to put a, a disclaimer on the front of this <laughs> no no we didn't say anything crude or no we didn't um, except you did at one point what did I say uh, we're Hold on. Let me let me mute this. <laughs> <laughs> so let's jump into answering these questions. Yes.
1: We asked you on the social medias.
0: On the social. All of them.
1: All of them. Every, except for Twitter.
0: Yeah, except for Twitter because Twitter is uh, Twitter's fun. for losers. Um, <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> I'm on Twitter. On Instagram. Uh, we're just going to answer a couple of these. We got a bunch of responses, but.
1: We got like 47,000.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, at, like at Bucket of Merp asked what are your personal philosophies on dating do it Pfft. that's a good philosophy
1: <laughs> well i mean okay so uh, i'm gonna answer this first obviously okay um i believe that dating is uh a privilege not a right <laughs> amen <laughs> like you don't have a right to date somebody mm-hmm. uh, and if somebody's giving you the privilege of dating them Respect that person. Hmm. Is that what he's asking? I think so. Okay. Uh, also, uh, don't date somebody who you can't see potentially marrying. Yeah, that's a good one. Like, on like, like, realistically speaking, if you if 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 you look across the table at dinner and you realize, wow, I cannot imagine being married to this person. Yeah. End it there.
0: Yeah. End it. There's respectfully.
1: No point. Respectfully. There's and no point. Yeah. There's no point because you're just
0: gonna end up with more hurt.
1: Yeah, and then you probably end up married. Yeah. And then divorced. Yeah. And if you don't have a prenup.
0: Yeah. Thank you, genius idea, thank you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, whoever read the prenups, genius idea. Um,
0: My philosophy is I would agree with you on that if it's not somebody that you see yourself marrying, uh, stop. Um, Start slow, start really slow. I have been in two relationships and both of them I jumped in head first uh, and and it it went well, but I'm going to try slow now.
1: Okay, so let me ask you a follow-up question. Okay. Uh, Your parents were... Married in six months yes. of meeting.
0: After dating for three days and then getting engaged.
1: Yeah, that's not slow. No. Is there, is there an exception to the rule?
0: Uh, Yes, there is an exception. My parents- <laughs> You're like,
1: there is, and it's my parents.
0: Yeah, well, and that's actually been an issue for me because that has kind of been my model. Um, and considering I started dating at 16, that was not a good model for me to follow. Uh,
1: because you legally couldn't get married until much later. N- well,
0: yeah, and also because I jumped into my relationships like thinking this is the man I'm going to marry. Um, and that's not always the case with-
1: Is it bad that I also think that?
0: That this is the man you're going to marry? <laughs> <laughs> that, that I believe my parents, my parents are the ones for each other. There's no question. They were also good friends for a long time. And oh, so what, you know, when I say like, you should be friends with someone for a long time before you date them, that is kind of where that comes from. Um, I think that quick relationships- that lead to marriage very quickly, uh, can be a really good thing. If you're friends beforehand, uh, if you're older and you know what you want, what you're looking for and how a relationship works, if you've been in some serious relationships before, like both of my parents, my dad had been engaged and my mom had been married before. So they, and they were in their late twenties, they knew what they wanted. They knew how it worked. Um, it worked really well for them because of that. And they're twenty-five years now, 20 over 25. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. I know.
1: Uh, David Libolt uh, wants to know uh, age difference in dating. Do you think there's a truth to the popular formula, half your age plus seven years? Asking for a best friend. <laughs> uh, I was
0: thinking about this question the other day. Um, <laughs> uh, half your age plus seven years. Well, that would put mine at uh, nineteen, and I am not dating. An- mind is older. I am not dating a nineteen-year-old. It not that I need someone who drinks. But I'm not dating anyone below the drinking age. That is just like a standard I've set for myself.
1: (laughs) I I think that you're limiting some potentially good guys.
0: I'm not dating a 19-year-old. I'm not
1: telling you to date a 19-year-old. Okay. But what I'm saying is if there is a 19-year-old who emotionally and, which this is going to be rare, but emotionally, mentally is a lot older, then it might be worth exploring.
0: You do realize you're talking about the male species, right? Yes, that's
1: why I said it's a rarity.
0: Yeah, no.
1: (laughs) You know, here's the funny part is I actually did the math to you and I'm thinking to myself, I must must think I'm really young because I was thinking to myself, that would make the person who I'm supposed to date like 13 and i'm like that's not right half it, your
0: age plus seven <laughs> plus seven i don't know how to math uh, i think um, uh, man okay
1: uh but then i did then i did the math properly it's not that the age would be about 22 yeah
0: there's no long division in this
1: well i did long addition. Um, no
0: 20 they would be 20
1: <laughs> yes
0: <laughs>
1: yes yes uh nice yes um I don't, here's the thing. I think as long as they're legal, like as long as you're not going to go to jail for, uh, would you
0: date an 18 year old
1: where I'm at now? Like me yeah. personally, I, it's not, they're not, that's not too young for me yet. Okay. Um, I think once I hit 30 <laughs> for sure, they're going to be too young for yeah. me. Um, I, I personally wouldn't just because I've learned my lesson with 18 year olds, uh, and that, they tend to be uh, emotionally unstable. Yeah. And also... Uh,
0: I, I have been 18. That is correct.
1: Well, I mean, I'm talking about traditional girls. You're not traditional. Uh, I was emotionally unstable. Well, I'm sure. But what I'm talking about too is like, so the girl that I'm talking about in particular was a girl that I dated for a couple of months. Um, she was... Eighteen, fresh out of high school, and then also happened to move out of her house. Yikes! uh, All at the same time, and so she was exploring her freedom, Mm -hmm. and it turned out that being in a relationship with somebody who was, you know, four years older than you. Yikes! uh, Who was also like down to settle down. Yeah, you know, like that was that just didn't match up well. Yeah. Um. So no, I wouldn't. I personally wouldn't date an eighteen-year-old. Um. But I'm not saying that I wouldn't if it was the right person if that makes sense.
0: I will say that the older you get, uh the less an age gap really matters. Um which
1: but also the more it matters in certain aspects.
0: Well, kind of.
1: But so like 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 me like so I'm saying like if once I turn 30, like if you're if you're under 10 years old the younger than me, yeah. Like I'm not going to Well, be but
0: it, but if you're in your 50s and you date somebody who's like 40, that's I think that's fine.
1: Yeah, but if you're in your 50s and you're dating somebody who's, you know, 18.
0: Yeah, that's an issue. Yeah. Or 22. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Uh,
1: although if you're a woman didn't, never mind. Never
0: mind. I refuse to go higher than 26 right now because at the point in my life where I'm at, anybody older than 26 is going to want to go straight to marriage and I'm not ready for that. I think,
1: I, I think you, this is me kind of spitballing here. I think you would take, I think you would benefit a lot from staying single for a couple of years.
0: Yeah, I think I'm gonna do that. I just have to figure out how. I'm not very good at this.
1: I have a perfect Christmas gift for you.
0: What is it? It's a journal. I I have a journal.
1: This one's about being single.
0: Oh, okay, cool, thanks.
1: It's a single column journal.
0: (sighs) I hate you. (laughs) All right, at Jordan Adler host says, when is it good to meet the parents? Never. As soon as possible.
1: <laughs> wow, we have fundamentally different. I know. Wow. Uh, views on that. No, okay, n- not not never. Obviously. Um, I, it depends on the parents. So let me tell you this. Did I tell you the story of the girl who, who whose parents I met? Mm-hmm. Then that, that I never oh. called her back.
0: Oh, yikes! Did I ever tell you the story? No. Okay,
1: so I did. I I, I went. I, okay, so uh, about four four or five years ago. Uh, There was this girl at my church who was giving me this vibe (laughs) like
0: she's vibing. Yeah. Vibing hard.
1: Like she would come up to me and start talking to me like out of the blue. Okay. And would be like really, really nice to me. And at first I'm like, Oh, that's nice. Like she's being a good Christian. And then, (laughs) and then, uh, she started seeking me out to like go out of her, like to go out of her way to come say hi to me. And like, See how I'm doing. Whatever. Anyway, so there was this vibe between us. Um, <laughs> our first date was me taking her to church. <laughs> nice. So I took her to church, but I went to go pick her up. And what I didn't realize what was going to happen was her dad was going to pull me aside. Oh. Yeah. I just thought I was picking her up and we were taking off. No, she had me meet her mom and dad oh. on our first date. Okay, and so then I'm thinking to myself. All right, cool. This guy's gonna sit me down. Like we're just gonna say hello, how are you, and we're gonna be on our way. And I'm picking her up like an hour and a half early, so we're gonna go get d- dinner or something beforehand. And uh, nope, he pulls me uh, pulls me in the backyard, sits me down uh, by his pool. Uh, his, his the girl brings out, I think soda for us. Oh, and she sits down, and we t- <laughs> we're
0: having this long conversation
1: oh. about. Uh, what my intentions were
0: oh my gosh and
1: like you know okay about, that's too soon about my like my upbringing and my family and my parents and like it was really intense and then uh and then i asked her if she wanted to go to a switchfoot concert
0: oh okay
1: so she said yes that's I, adorable. well i had bought the tickets way in advance I, and i always buy two tickets to every concert And I find whoever I'm going with after the fact, and you've been the victim of this as well. (laughs) And actually today's our anniversary of that.
0: Victim is a good word.
1: Yeah. Um, (laughs) And uh, so I took her to Switchfoot. I bought her one of everything at the merchandise stand. Aww. And then I got us backstage to meet the band. And then I dropped her off. That's amazing. It's an amazing second date, right? Yeah. And I thought to myself, you know what? I'm going to give her a couple of days to like decompress because I threw a lot at her. Yeah. Yeah. And then I never called her back Oh, by accident. Yikes. Like, cause I, I like, I, in my brain, I'm thinking I want to give her space to digest everything. Yeah. And then six months later, I'm like, <gasps> Oh, <Oof.
0: laughs>
1: she should have called you. I, that's what I think too. But I think she was, I think she was just
0: yeah. embarrassed because yeah. I didn't call her back. I'll counter that experience. Uh, My, the last guy that I dated, we had like a family dinner at his house. Like my family went up and we had dinner with his family, like two days before we went on our first date. Um, it was kind of an interesting situation. Like we, we had been friends for a couple of months before then. So it was just like, Hey, our families would get along. Let's have dinner together. And that was a really cool experience. I would definitely do that again.
1: Yeah. But, um, to answer the question without a story, um, if If it's somebody you think you can be serious with. Yeah. um, Before you get serious.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, At Digital Chris official says, what's the most important thing to each of you when looking for a partner? I have a quick answer. Do you have a quick answer? Oh, stop that. (laughs) Uh, I felt like Julie Andrews just then. (laughs) Uh, uh, He has to be crazy about God. Like crazy about God than he is about me. Uh, and my second most important thing is, has to match up political views. Ruben?
1: Um, good answer. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> I actually don't have an answer to that. I, I think...
0: You could take my answer. Those are good answers.
1: They are good answers, but it would be lying to the people. Um, don't want to lie to the people. I'm The people are rioting. <laughs> um, I... Sorry, hold on one second. My computer's.
0: <laughs> I'll explain the whole political views thing. I was telling somebody about this the other day. I believe that political views are an extension of your uh, moral center. And if you... Uh, like, it's an extension of your heart and how you feel for people. And also, like, how you think logically. And if you think incorrectly or a different way or, you know, something like if that view doesn't line up with the way that I view people and the way that I view different institutions, um, we're going to have some fundamental differences. And so I think that not obviously like if you're a blind follower of someone, uh, we're going to examine those beliefs. Um, but like, it, I think that if your political views don't line up, you're going to have some issues in fundamental, moral and logical processes. And also you'll argue about politics a lot, which can be fun, but I think at some point it gets old.
1: Yeah, for me, I think um, the fundamental thing is you have to be a good person. Okay. Um, That's very
0: relative. Yeah. I'm not criticizing, just pointing no, that out.
1: I, here, here's the thing. If, if you're somebody who, um, for example, uh, I have a friend who every time I give money to a homeless person,
0: Mm -hmm. complains about it Hmm. and
1: thinks I'm wasting my money. That's sad. It is sad.
0: That's a sad existence.
1: And that's somebody who I could never be with. Yeah. Um, So if you're somebody who's not nice to other people, I don't want anything to do with you. All right. So I think that's a good fundamental view. This turned into be a long, a lot longer podcast. Let's get through these questions. I have
0: one more. One last one. Perfect. What makes you swipe left? I'm excited to answer this one. Are you ready? Do you have an answer?
1: It's not a nice answer.
0: (laughs) Should I answer with my answers? Because I have a lot of things.
1: Um, if you put in your description, swipe left if you voted for Donald Trump.
0: Oof, that's a.
1: Or swipe left if you voted for Hillary Clinton.
0: (laughs) Or, yeah, that
1: that will make me swipe left because I don't care what your political belief is. I mean, it's important to me that we line up politically, but you know, just for us to even potentially see if we can be friends. Yeah. If you're not open to, to discuss something with somebody who, you know, disagrees with you on something as silly as politics. Yeah. And I say that even though politics is important, but like I'm friends with a lot of people who I, I disagree with fundamentally on politics, but yeah. we're still good friends. Oh, same. Um, I'll never date those people. Yeah. Um, And vice versa. But if you put something like that, or even as something as silly as, You know, uh, you know, if you like the Dodgers, swipe left, Mm -hmm. you know, like (laughs) that's so stupid. And you are really, you are, you are, you're missing out on potentially learning something new about something very cool and fun.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, politics, believe it or not. Very fun. Yeah. It's very fun to discuss politics. politics. I love debating with people.
0: My ex hated politics. I know. Yeah.
1: Every time I brought up politics, he would instantly. Start crying. Um,
0: okay, <laughs> bit I, of an exaggeration, but I okay. Al-
1: I also think that if your 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 pictures are of you in a bikini mm, or yes. in a party dress, yeah, or in Vegas <laughs> or anything like that, I will swipe left. Yeah. Um, if you put pictures of your kids. Or your nieces, or your nephews, or your dogs. I'm swiping right.
0: Interesting. Yeah, I. Uh, I'm in
1: especially a, if you put pictures of your dogs.
0: I'm in a stage of life, where I'm looking for something really specific. I think so. Puppies. Uh, no no kids uh <laughs> I'm not ready to be a mom um so I'm gonna end us on a fun note I'm actually in a dating app right now uh and I'm going to I swipe left on 50 or not 50 probably 80 percent of the matches that come up so uh this person has their uh, bio in a different language that is a no this person has a ton of emojis and some sports teams in his bio no this person has a very low quality photo and says "420 friendly" in his bio. No, this person well, is it person, because of the
1: low quality photo or the 420 friendly?
0: Uh, both. This person has a lot of low really? quality photos. Yeah, you wouldn't date somebody who smoked weed. No. Why? Because then I would get a contact high, and I cannot be okay, high.
1: There's different. Okay, so we're not going to get into this in detail, but you can date somebody who smokes weed on occasion. And also, not get a contact high.
0: Well, yeah, there are other reasons too. I, okay. I don't. We'll talk
1: about this another time. Yeah,
0: uh, brain damage. Um, this person said, "I'm in their bio without an apostrophe in it," and their first photo is a logo. So, uh, no.
1: Because of the logo, or because of the grammar mistake?
0: Because of because uh, of both. <laughs> um, this person has a very large beard. No, uh, this person like uh, it's anything. If you're not if you're not a Christian. Um, if you are uh, in the military, I've gone on a couple of dates with military guys, but I've found that military guys just want to get married. So uh, no,
1: you, you didn't know that.
0: I no, I knew I knew that beforehand. But um, they want
1: to get married, so they make more money.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, no, no grammar, no uh, no punctuation, no uh, no bio. That's that's also a bad sign. Um, <laughs> Uh, if you are very athletic and like the outdoors, that's a no, that really should be a yes. But if you're very athletic and like the outdoors, that means I have to be athletic and like the outdoors. And that also means that you are going to have unrealistic expectations for me. So
1: basically if you eat, breathe, uh, or have a penis, (laughs) it's a no.
0: Oh, there are two other really big ones. Uh, if you... If you smoke, no, because that will damage my uh, voice, and I'm a singer, and that's how I make money. They don't need to smoke around you. Yeah, but like residual smoke, smoking is actually worse than smoking weed. Like,
1: yeah, yeah, no, no, I I agree, and I'm not. That smoke gets
0: into everything. I don't
1: condone. Yeah, but if they go outside and smoke, you know, like I'm not gonna not date somebody because they're a smoker. I will give them a hard time because they're a smoker, and I will. uh, I have a life mission of getting people to quit smoking. But I'm not gonna not date you or hang out with you because you smoke. If you smoke around me, I'm gonna stop hanging out with you. Yeah. But you know, as long as you respect that, like we can be friends.
0: Yeah. We can kick it. Okay, last two. Uh, if you're shirtless and you're pick, no.
1: If you're what? If you're shirtless. At least it's shortless.
0: Sure. Like, or shortless. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, with many pictures, you won't actually be able to see that. If you're shirtless, no. Uh, the most important one is if you are holding a giant fish, no. <laughs>
1: so basically if they can catch your dinner
0: no why (laughs) because it's a giant it's a giant fish imagine how
1: much you're gonna save from not having to go and buy protein from the store
0: it's a fish you don't
1: have to go with them
0: i do not want my husband coming home smelling like fish
1: they can shower before they get home no (laughs) i i i would love for you to marry a hunter
0: I would marry a hunter.
1: No, 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 not somebody named hunter. Particularly the one that I know you're no, thinking of. No.
0: I, no, I would marry a hunter who goes out and shoots guns and, uh, and kills his meal like a man. Uh, not a man who goes out and throws a little piece of fishing wire in the ocean and catches a fish and then holds it.
1: I am taking you fishing.
0: No, I'm I've taking, gone fishing. I am
1: taking you fishing. I
0: have been fishing several times.
1: I am taking you fishing and we're bringing the camera crew with us. No. Yes, we are. <laughs> uh, I'm going to add one more thing. Okay. If you're taking a picture in the bathroom, and the toilet is behind you.
0: Oh, big a turn hard off. hard laugh. Hard pass.
1: Especially if you can see that you haven't cleaned the toilet in a while.
0: Yeah. Ooh.
1: Anyway, <laughs> this has been a lot longer podcast than I expected, Moxie, but yeah. I appreciate you being open and honest about your relationship thoughts. And
0: my fish deficiencies.
1: I still don't understand some of the things that you have against. Like, I understand some of it, but I think that you. are I think.
0: Do you realize how my grandparents would react if I brought home somebody who smoked weed?
1: I understand that, <laughs> I do, because I, I know your grandparents. I know all four of them.
0: I, I'm also in a position in life where I can be incredibly picky right now.
1: Yeah, you can, but but at the same time, you're missing out on some potentially really good people. Well, one of some of the best people that I've that I've connected with have been people that were on the opposite political aisle as me believed in, in, in different, you know, weed methodologies, <laughs> me- methodologies. Uh, so to weed or not to, to weed. weed or not to weed. I had one girl after, you know, we finished watching Netflix. Um, she's like, I gotta go smoke. And I went out with her and became super high after the fact, but we connected so well before and after. And Was then that- I fell asleep and ate brown. <laughs>
0: I don't believe in substance abuse or substance use.
1: Oh, this is going to be a whole different. Yeah. We'll get into this on another podcast. Because I believe, I believe fundamentally and I've seen it firsthand that marijuana and CBD.
0: Oh, I can be, no, I agree with you on that.
1: Can be therapeutic. If
0: you're using it for medicinal purposes, then totally.
1: Yeah. But I also think that I'd rather, I'd rather be dating somebody who gets high than somebody gets drunk.
0: At the end of the day, uh, following God is the most important thing. And I would agree with you that I am probably missing out on some amazing people. But if uh, it, if it's uh, dating someone who smokes weed or being single at this point in my life, I'm going to go with being single because being single is pretty freaking awesome.
1: Now, if it's somebody who hates Donald Trump.
0: Uh, <laughs> why does he hate Donald Trump? Is it because he's orange? You need a better reason. <laughs>
1: All right. Uh, my name is Ruben J. And I'm Moxie M. And this has been the Friend Zone. And we are out of time. Yes. So out of I time. I beat you. Ugh. I did it. Finally. Finally. We'll we'll see you in a, uh, I think, a while. I think next week is Friendsgiving. Yeah. I don't know.
0: I don't know. Good, Soon. Goodbye. Goodbye.